Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go. Episode, is this 25, Caleb? 25. Episode 25 of the Hunting Land Man podcast. And as always, this is brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. As my hat says and Caleb's hat says, Dean, we got to get you a hat. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate Southern Ag uh, sponsors on the show and on uh, on the podcast here. They take good care of us every day with our clients. Uh, me and Alex Riser are doing a couple of deals in the Midwest right now. We're doing some deals um, here in Jefferson County. So we got a lot going on right now. If you will, Caleb, turn my mic down just a little bit. Uh, we got a special episode today. We have been doing real estate all day, doing some uh, continuing education, some training with United Country. That's one thing cool about working for United Country is we're always learning how to be better agents for our clients. Uh, because you know technology or, or common practices, things like that. And that brings me to my next point today. This is the truth with Dean Davis. Kind of a spin on words. If you know who Dean Davis is, Dean, uh, you know. Uh, I knew him first from working with Primos, and he's done a lot of outdoor television. Dean, thank you for coming on here today. I appreciate you having me. And uh, Dean is freshly licensed, uh, just uh, still got the ink, ain't even dry on his license, (laughs) and he's decided to come to work for Southern States Realty here. And uh, I think he's going to do like myself and and specialize in hunting properties. But before I put words in his mouth, Dean, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Are you excited about getting your license? Very excited. I've I've wanted to do it for a long time. I actually wanted to do it when I first left Primo's, and just life happens. You know, we didn't get to mm-hmm. do it. I kept putting it off, and things happened. And uh, you know, I called you on the phone and asked you, "You think I could I could do this?" And you were like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. And uh, been always been really excited about land. And we'd get new leases when I was with Primo's and go up there and try to figure out ways to make them better. And I just always loved doing that. 
And that's, you know, what you did and what we saw you do on video, you know, improving property is what we do so much with our clients. Um, now, you left uh, Primost, what was that, 03-ish, 04? Something like that. I was there uh, seven, eight years, mm-hmm. something like that. Well, um, you know, it's cool because, I mean, you've talked off camera a lot about how, you know, when you're hunting in Kansas or you're elk hunter, you learn how to hunt better everywhere, common practices or things you picked up. Um, it's like when me and Cody Kelly were talking about the other day, how me and you, it don't matter the species, us hunting from the south, we're just a little more aggressive. You know, we just, uh, I don't know if it's the term, we're a little more mad at everything we're hunting. Is it, it, exactly. I never will forget one thing. We were in elk camp, and uh, that was one of my favorite times of the year, and we were all sitting around, and all the guides were sitting around, and one thing we used to get criticized about was our aggressiveness, mm-hmm. and the guides would always say, you can't chase elk. Mm-hmm. And finally, Chris Ashley, finally they made Chris mad one night. And he was like, we used to have elk in Mississippi. And they all looked at him funny. He goes, we just killed them all. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. That's good. And, and you know, Scott Lindsay, um, the way we always talk about is, you know, if you can kill a deer or a turkey in the south or south in Mississippi, where we're from, Mississippi, Louisiana, if you can kill a deer or a turkey there, you can kill a bunch of them everywhere else. Oh yeah, and, and sure. that's no, no, no discount on anybody hunting from the Midwest or from. That's no discount. It's just the animals here are are so hunted, so pressured, um, you know. And 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 it's just a, it's a lifestyle around here. If somebody's got twenty acres and a house, they got a food plot and a corn feeder in the backyard. <laughs> For sure, and, and 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 you know, usually if you got five hundred acres, you say, "All right, we don't shoot," you know, we don't shoot but two or three bucks a year. Well, what all those ten guys that got ten acres and twenty acres in a food plot? They shooting every one of them. Oh yeah, for sure. Some of your best pieces of land around here is real small, mm-hmm. but they're in the right spot. Well, Dean, get us up to speed on what you've done since uh, since Primos. Where where have you you know I know I, I know all this, but the viewer and the, and the listener may not know where have you what have you done since Primos? When I left Primos, it was the same time when Bass Pro Shops was actually opening stores in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. So I went to work for them doing promotions, basically promoting those stores in the community. Um, and then after that, I got asked to help produce a show for some guys out of North Carolina. Me and Kenneth Lancaster did a show called Antler Insanity. We did that show for a few years, and I just kind of wanted to step out on my own one time and see if I could do a show by myself Mm -hmm. without having the big sponsors, the primos, the stuff like that. And um, so me and my wife and my boys, we did a show called Just Hunt. Um, And it was a lot of fun. Um, but I've always liked that industry. It was just like life changes, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so eventually I had to kind of get out of it for a while. And I'm hoping that uh, going back into selling land will kind of get me back into that. Well, it definitely will. And it's been fun. You know, I guess me and you've been talking about this four or five months now. And, uh, you know, we started talking the other day about hey, what can you repurpose some of your old footage for and stuff like that? And then it kind of got me back to, you know, your start is a lot like my start, you know, you know, first of all, known as a hunter and then working into a real estate agent. So it's been fun helping you because um, I tripped along the way and it's going to hopefully I'll help you not trip as much as I had to trip to figure it out. Exactly. But um, 
Dean, tell me this. Uh, the viewer may not know, so you're working with Southern States Realty with our company. What I know that, you know, so Dean lives up in the, if, if you're not familiar with our area, up in the Jackson area, Brandon, and which is an hour and 10 minutes from where we're sitting right now. Now, we cover the whole, cover the whole state, of course, and in fact, New Ryan lives in, uh, north of Dean in uh, Madison. But um, what made you want to work for us? Because I know, you know, they got some great companies, Hopper Properties and, and, and a lot of good property, you know, companies. They got, you know, Whitetail Properties, Mossy Oak Properties, all companies that you know and you know people that work for. What made you want to come work with us? What was your, what was the draw? Well, really, it was, it all goes back to the hunting background. I mm-hmm. saw the way you did things. And I saw ways that I could relate and do things kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I saw that I could copy you. Right, and right. you were successful at it. And mm-hmm. I had the means and the, and the things that would help me basically do the same thing you're doing. Because I do have that stock load of footage. And I have, I have tons of photos and just tons of knowledge of hunting all these places that, that, that teach you how to develop land here better. Even though, you know, maybe a piece of property in Iowa or Illinois, but it always teaches you um, how to do things better where you're at. And y'all have had a lot of success on your leases and ground y'all hunt right around here. I mean, I've seen the pictures. I've seen, you know, I've seen your kids doing it. And Right. When I got out of that, me and Dylan, I know, uh, I don't know if people remember, but, you know, my two older boys kind of grew up on Primo's. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Dylan decided... Well, it's been four years ago, actually, that we wanted to just try to find leases around here. And we've done it from Wesson all the way up to Clinton. But to just find different leases, and we wanted to kill a 150-inch-plus deer with a bow every year. That was Mm -hmm. our goal, for him to kill it. Now I kind of took a step back, and I like the development and the management of the land. I want somebody to kill him, but I don't necessarily have to kill him. Right, right. And for the last four years, we've done it. He's killed 150-inch-plus deer every year with his bow. And, That's uh, unreal. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun. Is, it, is he lucky or good? He's pretty good when it comes down to it. But, you know, we all have to be a little lucky. That's right. When it's meant to be, it's meant to hey, be. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, because people used to come up to me all the time, and I never tried to pull any wool over their eyes. They'd say, how do y'all kill all those big deer? I said, well, it helps to hunt somewhere where there are some. Amen. And so that's what I'm excited about, Dean, working with our company. So nothing against any other realtors out there, whatever. We all play on our strengths. You know, you may have a, uh, a realtor out there who grew up in the banking background, and he may be able to learn about finance better than me and you. But Dean and I, so if Dean tells you, hey, listen, you know, I, I've heard your goals, and if your goal is to kill, you know, good five-year-old plus deer with your bow every year and you want to be within an hour of Jackson, these are the tracks we need to look at. No, I know you want. You think you want to go look at this one, but you can't do it. And you can trust because Dean's got the, the resume to back it up of what you can do because he's done it. Now, is Dean going to be green in real estate like we all started? Absolutely. Uh, but I think that, you know, with his work ethic and his, um, you know, and his background, I think he's going to be able to do a great job for his clients, and I'm excited about it and uh, excited to see where it goes. It's it's going to be fun. Um you know, he's got some fellow guys that used to work with him in Primos, Brad Ferris and a couple of them who've done great in real estate. And uh, I'm glad that Dean's going to be on our team. I got a, uh, I got a list of questions right here. Um, I'm going to ask Dean and kind of, kind of, and we went through with some of it already. And I named this episode "The Truth" with Dean Davis, and I guess the truth is, uh, he's telling us the truth of why he picked Southern States Realty. Uh, 
cameraman Caleb, he's going to work for the Southern States. Really, he didn't have a choice. So he just he he came on as a cameraman Caleb, and now he's going to be real estate man Caleb soon. We'll have to change your name on. Oh, okay. It's all secretive. It's using one of those. Uh, what's Gen X? Gen X, I don't even know what that is. Oh, oh, whatever you're. Gen- I'm a millennial, so you know you y'all got your secrets and stuff. I'm sure you'll announce it on TikTok or something like that, huh? Uh, Instagram. Not Instagram. TikTok, yeah. <laughs> okay. But anyway, um, uh, Dean, you brought up uh, you brought up elk. I had this as a couple questions. Um, are you, you know I know this, but you know are you going elk hunting this year? I uh, hope to go every year, but who knows? We'll see how it plays out. Well, hopefully, if y'all have enjoyed watching Dean over the years and you're looking for a piece of ground, you can buy a piece of ground from Dean, and Dean, in return, will hopefully get you some good elk footage one day. You can watch him again shoot a big that's elk. It. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a good return <laughs> there. Well, um, Dean, what uh, what for, for the viewers out there that are listening from the local area, what areas do you plan on working in? You know, you live in Brandon. What do you say, okay, this is going to kind of be my core area? Well, basically, my what I'm drawn to, the, I grew up hunting down here, actually, around Wesson. Mm-hmm. But then I got it on the Mississippi River uh, while I was in college. And that and, was for the people that don't know at Terra. Terra. Mm-hmm. Terra Wildlife. And, uh, and I've short short sweet story but when i first started guiding over at terry it was funny how you grow up down here and you hunt down here and you get used to this land and you think all right i'm going to guide it's still in mississippi mm-hmm. you know i know everything about it but one of the first few weeks i worked there the guy that i worked for asked me to go hand a, hang a stand on a ridge behind what we call the tractor shed i came back two hours later i still hadn't found a ridge you know, because I thought a ridge to me is a ridge. Mm-hmm. A ridge, out there, when you get in a delta, a ridge is when the ground changes a foot, mm-hmm. you know. But it's amazing that those deer will walk those ridges. But it kind of made me fight, fall in love with that land. So I kind of want to work anything between Jackson and the delta, kind of up through Madison County, all up that way. Madison, Yazoo, I guess, uh, would you consider Tala? Yeah. yeah, all up and down, you know, anything... Like I said, from but I'll I'll work anything in the state mm-hmm. of Mississippi if somebody's got some land. But I do love that land between uh, you know Jackson, Madison County, up through Grenada, over to the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we work. You know, us being down here, I've done some stuff in Madison Yazoo a good bit, uh, right up sixty one. I've done some good bit up there, and it is it's a different. And I've not hunted it a whole lot. I've hunted on on diamond a little bit, and hunt to hunt it, uh, hunt more in the future. But it really is. When you go off that bluff into the delta, it's not like the rest of Mississippi. It's it's almost you know there's there's more deer. The potential for there being bigger deer, they act different. You always have a water factor that uh, that 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 you have to deal with. The mosquitoes are bigger. Yeah. You don't you don't forget your thermocell down in there, and uh, it is it's it's different. Uh, Cody and them always talk about the. Um, the testing grounds where they do all the backwoods attraction right. testing the ground and the hunting there and what they're doing and, and learning and developing. And um, it, it's cool to hear those stories about those deer in the Delta because they are totally different than, than in the hills deer, if you will. It's a, uh, it's a different ball game. And speaking of hills deer in Mississippi, the, I would say the hills in the bluffs, right? Like let's say Yazoo County in the bluffs or Wilkeson County or Adams County in the bluffs, those severe bluff, that's red. <laughs> anyway, the severe the severe hills, those deer are are different to hunt, and I think actually harder to hunt than I would say like a 
uh, say one one county away from the river, like an Amick County or Franklin, where you still got the hills, but it's just gentle rolling. That those all those deer are different because in the let's take you know this area right on Highway Three, Yazoo County. Um, you got the bluffs right here, and you got the farmland right here. If you hunt in those bluffs, it's just like Wilkinson County. You know those deer use those ridges and things, and the wind and how they where they bed different than a deer that uh, they don't have to really use the ridges. Like, let's say around here, around the office in Pike County, you know, they don't have to. The ridges in the bottoms are not so different. They don't have you, – you can't pattern them as much with those ridges. But I've watched, uh, for instance, an episode we got coming up, uh, the deer – this deer right here, uh, crazy-looking deer. That deer walked down a ridge. You didn't see it on camera because um, uh, the ca- – the, Something happened with the DSLR, and Luke uh, Luke, Luke didn't get that when he walked three yards from us and had to pass him up the first time. But anyway, that deer walked down a ridge no bigger than his laptop. Little old bitty skinny ridge that ran out there and ran out, and I saw him hooking a tree on the end up, and he walked right there. And I, I can remember that image, and I, I remember thinking, like, a deer won't walk that little ridge. Jonah, shooter buck, comes right there and walks that little ridge. So it's funny how those deer use those, those little ridges, and, and like you said, I'm going back to how these deer act in the Delta, how these deer act in the severe hills, how, and, and you learn from each and every one of them. And um, kind of like turkey hunting, it's you think you got them figured out, and they'll prove you wrong every time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And those are, I agree, the hill deer, to me, are the hardest to hunt. But it's mainly because of the terrain. Because right. you get up in the Delta and you can't figure something out, a lot of times you can just climb up in a tree where you can see and kind of take inventory and figure out what the deer mm-hmm. visually are doing where you don't have that advantage in the hills. I mean, right. You pretty much can't do that. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know at Terra, you know, if we had a client that was just having, you know, you always had that guy that's just, you can't put him on a deer. Snake it doesn't man. matter. And uh, but if we had a client back there, luckily it was so flat and so open, we had certain stands you could go sit him on, and you know he'd see everything he ever dreamed of. Wouldn't get in bow range, but he could see it, right? And it would at least let him know they were there, and it would encourage him. You don't get that in the hills, right? If you, if you see them, you're shooting them almost, right? Exactly. Right, right. It's a uh, and it's it's cool. And you can apply that all to real estate because when you get clients and you're, I consider the difference between a good agent and a great agent an agent that fixes problems, and that can be a that can be a lot of different definitions. And the definition we're talking about was if the guy said, "Look, I've got this place I want to buy. I know it's in a big buck area, but they're hard to kill." Well, Dean doesn't have a lot of real estate knowledge yet, but he's going to come in and say, "Look, I can tell you how to kill these deer." You gonna put food here, here, and here, stay out of this area, you know, whatever the case may be, because you have that background in it. And you've got that background, so as soon as we get you figured out on the real estate side of it, I think you're going to do great, and I'm excited about it. And it's uh, uh, I'm excited to have a more exposure in that, basically from 20 north now, because when we have clients that want to go up there, that uh, we got somebody good to put them with, and we've got... Uh, we've got Meacham and we've got New Ryan working up there. So we've got some good agents working up in that area now. So that's going to be exciting to watch Southern States Realty grow up there. Well, um, let me see. I, this is a question I asked Dean to the, if you've listened to the podcast, I asked everybody and I'm going to ask it to you. All right, Dean, we go out. I saw on the sign a while ago, what did it say? 361 million? All right, it's 361 million is the lottery right now. You win it. You go to the gas station right there, you buy a lotto ticket, and you win it, and you end up with $361 million. Where are you buying land and why? Where? Where and why? You can learn a lot about somebody with this. The first piece of land I bought 
would probably be in Mississippi, probably somewhere along the river. I mm-hmm. just love that land. And, uh, you know, why wouldn't you buy a land in your home state where you grew up? Um, now, I hunted a lot of places. I always loved Kansas because mm-hmm. I always killed big deer in yep. Kansas. Um, and it's funny, you know, you talked about it, somebody being snake bit. It's funny how, you know, our little team, you'd have – some guys that always killed big deer in Iowa. Some guys that always killed big deer in Illinois. Some guy, you know, and it just, I couldn't kill a deer in Illinois to save my life. Um, you think it's a confidence thing? You think you, when you went, you knew, I kill big deer in Kansas, therefore I do all the things behind the scenes that make sure I kill the big deer in Kansas? Maybe. I mm-hmm. don't know what it was. Because I don't know. That can't be that. I worked my tail off in <laughs> Illinois. I couldn't kill a big deer there. Uh, but uh, but I finally did kill a deer there, and I was very proud of him. But I think you know, first off, I would I would buy land where I grew up. Mm-hmm. But then I would probably venture off to some of my favorite states like mm-hmm. Kansas. I always just loved hunting there. I mean, you know, I love Kansas. It's a it was sad last year, first time in fourteen years I didn't draw a tag. But I'm happy to say I did draw a tag this year, so I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. Speaking of when we'll be hunting, I want to let everybody know. Hunting Land Man TV, we did sign back up with Element for our uh, clothing, so we're excited about that. They make a good product and a good team. I like all the people over there, so that'll be fun. And we also um, just signed on with uh, Reveal Trail Cameras with the Tactic Cams, and uh, they make a great product. Every one of my clients and every one of my buddies, who I, I don't hear bad things about their cameras, so we're excited about them. And, uh, you know, to each their own, but, man, these days with the cell cams – it's fun. It is fun. Uh, it's so I'll be going, Dean, talking about hunting in the Midwest. I'll be going to Missouri in uh, July. And so when I go up there, I was saw somebody posted some pictures from the Midwest. I mean, they're on their G3s already up there. So in July, I'll go up there. And, and by the time I get home on those salt licks, I'll be looking at big bucks already. It's, it's cool because think about, you know, back in the 2000 era when y'all went, heck, y'all would have to – cameras may be up there three months before you get to go check exactly. them. And now, before you get home, you'll be getting pictures. Oh, yeah. I stay up during – once deer season gets here and, you know, me and Dylan are working hard trying to get that 150-plus buck, my wife gets mad because I'm up all night. You mm-hmm. know, if you wake up during the night, you're checking your phone, mm-hmm. looking at your Yeah, because, you know, anytime you get up to use bathroom or somebody wakes up <laughs> and dog barks, like, you can't help it. Uh-uh. You can't help Oh, man, there he is. There he is. Yep. And what's been weird, you know, since I built my house on – I got 130 acres where I built my house – is when I'm laying there and I know the shooter's like, like I could step outside and look with my thermal and see him. Like he's, he's standing, he's standing 150 yards from where I'm laying in bed right now. I see even, it's a cool factor. Oh yeah, that I'm, would be really cool. Well, um, talking about hunting here, here around the house and doing stuff, uh, do you ha- do you and Dylan have any plans, anything you'll do different with this new season, September 16th through 18? No, I was kind of excited because usually in years past, because, you know, deer get – they definitely change when they lose their velvet, definitely change their pattern. Usually in years past, we've always had a deer that was being pretty consistent mm-hmm. during that time. So this will probably be the one year we don't. But I'm looking looking forward to it because in the years past, we've always had a deer, and we were like, man, I just wish I could hunt him now because we could kill him. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You told me that place that y'all was a good lease right there. Y'all got a lot of cropland around you, right? Right. So, have you looked already if their beans are earlier laid or what they're doing? Because that'll I, be a big effect. I have factor. not. Uh, Dylan went up there and bush hogged and put out a few cameras the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that piece of property is is funny because when I first saw the piece of property and wanted to try to lease it, 
if you look at it on the map, it looks like a bunch of pasture land because it used to be all in farm lease. And I believe that's why nobody tried to lease it because mm-hmm. if you just look at it, you know, it doesn't look like there's much to it. But it, once we rode out there and realized it all been planted, it's so thick. I mean, you can't see your hand in front of you. So you actually have to drive around and actually get to the fields to see what even's planted in them. You can't mm-hmm. just look across our land and see what ag fields are planted. But he did go bush hog and put out some cameras. It'll be interesting. My take on it, I was talking to somebody about it earlier, I think the people that are killing big deer in October right now with their bows are the same people that are going to kill them in September 16th through 18th. I think that I think that there'll be more killed. Especially if we get like like this week, you know, last week it was 106 real fill. This week, you know, it's only like only around 90. But if we get any kind of drop like it is this week, a little bit overcast on September the 16th, buddy, you get the wind right. And oh yeah, he gonna you gonna get a shot because we we usually kill those deer in October. Mm-hmm. And that the, and, and you know how it is. It's like right there you'll be getting oh man, you're sending you buddy. I get him every day, man. Every day he's coming in every day, and then all of a sudden. You see that velvet start to come off, and you just, oh, man. Because you don't know what he's going to do. He may keep coming in. He may go to the next county. Who knows? It changes totally. It's fun because me and you, I've been hunting the same basically opener day, you know, that uh, on basically October 1st our whole life, and now it just throws something different in there, which is going to be fun. Right. Um, Have uh, you heard much negative about the velvet season? I hadn't heard any negative. Okay. I seen but some that's on, me personally. Right. I've seen some on social media people. Oh, we that's well, just what we needed. More deer season. My wife talked a little negative. She said, Oh, here, we're gonna start it even earlier. <laughs> but my my rebuttal to her was, Well, baby, if I kill mine on the sixteenth, by seventeenth and eighteenth, I'll have you one. Exactly. Not, that's a there win win. Yeah. Well, um, so we're gonna buy we're gonna buy you a million dollar land. We're gonna buy some in the Delta, which I guess if if he's got three hundred and sixty one million, he won't need to get his real estate license. I'll represent him for his buy. <laughs> there you go. And uh then uh are we gonna include any Elkland property in there? I don't know. You know, I've thought about that a lot of times. Uh if I could get the right piece for sure I'd buy some. Mm-hmm. But I you know, I killed every elk I ever killed in Colorado. Really? It was another one of those snake bit things. No uh, New Mexico. Every elk I ever killed was in Colorado. And I've um I I've I've hunted them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I have been either videoed or hunted every species. Nice. Well, um whenever all your travel in your primos days, uh tell me, okay, what was your favorite place to hunt whitetail was Kansas? Yeah. Well I killed the my bigger whitetails in Kansas. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that was my, my favorite place to hunt a whitetails in Mississippi. Right, I get it, I get it. I grew I mean, but uh, I killed my biggest deer in Kansas. What was your favorite, let's just not say Kansas whitetails or Mississippi whitetails, what was your favorite hunting, like where you like to go? And it, not necessarily the biggest deer, but your favorite place, you excited, you wish. If you could go hunt with the Primo's team and do it all over again, you'd go for one week hunting, where would you go? So you're going to hate this answer. A whitetail? Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever. Oh, back to Colorado elk hunting. Yep, okay. If I could get on the exact ranch and it was exactly like it was then. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure things have changed. Right, but right. then it was like Disneyland for how, elk hunting. When you say how good it was back then, like on a good morning, like let's just, I know this is a loaded question, so feel free to give me a loaded answer, but like how, how many encounters would y'all have on a good day? On a good day? Mm-hmm. Um... 
you know, like like legitimate hundred yards closer, you know, like legitimate calling in elk. Six or eight. See, and I've gone on, I've gone on week long trips and not had six or eight. What and, but but when we started hunting that place, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't it wasn't a big fancy ranch. It wasn't a big fancy lodge. It's not what people think. Most of the places we hunted were just leases mm-hmm. that we would find. And, and that was his passion. He loved right, it. Right, right. And then, I mean, we may be staying in an old farmhouse full of rats. You know, it wasn't like we stayed in these nice lodges. Now, from time to time, we did. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> but the place in Colorado, we stayed in a double-wide trailer. The place had just not been hunted. And the guy that bought it, the ball just came in and said, look, man, you got to shoot some elk. Mm-hmm. And they told him how many they needed to shoot. And then, you know, we'll just buy the hunts mm-hmm. and so it was us and and look I, you know i grew up watching y'all elk hunt and and learning a lot from it heck I, I still got some of the dvds but i would say that primos probably taught people especially across the country now i'm sure there was some in the west about calling elk and stuff as much as anybody um you know what what's the name of that i got a, i got one of them. what's the name of that Blue reeded elk call y'all used to make. Uh, oh, the bugle. Um, you made me forget. Come on, you got to remember that. <laughs> uh, what is the name of that thing? Terminator. No, no. What that. was it? How did we forget? I, I got one. I got two sitting in my house. I just went blank. But anyway, it is the easiest call. I'm not saying it's the best sounding if you know what you're doing, but for an amateur elk caller like me, it is one of the best. Uh, you know, easiest to call. What is the name of that thing? I know it's going to drive me crazy now. They got a they got a real whistle to them. They don't oh, yeah. have that growl. It's kind of more of a whistle. And then we made the smaller version, mm-hmm. the packable one. Right. What is that thing called? Google that, Caleb. It's gonna drive. You know, me that's crazy. what Joe Rogan does on his podcast. He gets. Hey, pull that up. Pull hey, that. Jamie, Jamie, pull that up. It's gonna drive me crazy. But yeah, the, those elk hunts there were um, they were amazing. It it it. I love hearing about it because it makes me want to go at least a couple times in my life to go experience that. That good elk hunting, and I won't. I hope to one day, if my kids like to hunt like I hunt, to get to go to experience, you know, that good elk hunt. That's what I, I want to get my dad on a big elk one day. He's never killed a big elk with his bow, and and I definitely want to get him on that one day. In fact, if I could choose, I'd I'd much rather video him and call let him me call him and me than me kill one right now because it'd be fun to go out there and hunt with him. Come on, Caleb, you got it? No. God, I'm good. Somebody out there listening to this right now is, and they're saying the name right there. Yeah, Primo's Elk Call. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. The, you, not Terminator, but what is that thing called? It's it, the the little squeezy thing. Now that's the Hoochie Mama. That's a good little call. I've called in some elk with that thing. Yeah, they've changed everything. They should have left it all like it was. That's right, and then we we, we wouldn't have remembered it anyway. It's now it's called Terminal. Anyway, good little call. Yeah, it was it was a great call, and that was a great time. And El, you know, I was fortunate enough to get to go to work for them, and I thought they had elk hunting perfected as far as the way we called mm-hmm. and the way our callers called for us and the way we called for other people. It was almost as much fun calling mm-hmm. as it was actually killing a bull. That's what I tell people about elk hunting. It's a lot the same with turkey hunting. Okay, so like this year when we go 
he'll be filming, you know, depending on who kills first and all that, because Ryan will be going and we'll be calling for each other and stuff. It is a, a it is a team sport. Oh yeah. You know, you, you got your caller, you got your cameraman, you got you know how it is. You got the guy calling if he can get a ridge on him and drop some rocks to make that noise. Because that's one thing Caleb's never been. Those elk, especially in a rocky area like what like most of them are, they make some noise going up and down. They're so loud coming through the woods. And we're we're so used to hunting whitetails. That's what's so hard is, you know, when you go out there, you think, oh, gotta be so still and so quiet and set up in the in brush. You can mess yourself up by setting up like you know, like you do a turkey or something like that. You know, you get a good backdrop, you can almost just sit still. Oh, exactly. They're such a big animal. I mean, I was watching. I had a. Uh, tape uh, old DVD playing in my shop the other day, and uh, I had a close call on an elk, and I'm just standing in front of a tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have anything around me, and he walks up. I mean, he's 10, 12 yards. Um, they don't pay as much attention. If you can keep him from smelling you, mm-hmm. and you've got a good caller that knows what he's doing, and he's keeping his attention behind you and off to the side, that I mean, you can get away with a lot. It's fun to hear about those old stories and stuff because I watched – I got – pictures in my head of watching that old uh you know those old hunts and calling them big, big old bulls and it was who y'all was on them i know i know one of my favorite hunts real quick was when we first hired chris ashley we were in colorado and me and chris was chasing elk like you're not supposed to do but we were chasing a bull up a mountain one morning we knew he was big and I, I kept telling Chris, I said, if we can get, I used to always refer to it as, if we can just get in his kitchen, we can kill mm-hmm. him. I said, if we can just get there, pop it that may bubble. kill us trying to get there, but right. if we can get in his kitchen, and we were going up, the, we got beside him, was going up the mountain, and we finally kind of crossed over, and when we did, I was just in his cows, and I just dropped to my knees, and I was like, oh my gosh. And Chris made a few calls, and he just started coming down the mountain, tearing everything up, because he thought we were a bull in there. Yeah, in his kitchen. And he didn't like us in there, and uh, I never will forget it because when he came out, I was like, "Oh Lord!" And he came down there, and he was fourteen. You yards. were shooting? Yeah, I was shooting. I never will forget it. He was fourteen yards from me. I drew back, and we had just hired Chris because I usually never do this, but for some reason, when I got to full draw, I said, "You got him," and he goes, "No," and I'm thinking, "How do you not have him?" I mean, every pin's on him, and I let him walk off, and Chris had him. But there was one limb that was covering up the kill zone. For him. Right. And he thought that he shouldn't let me shoot when mm-hmm. he, he could have let me shoot him. And he was a nine by seven. And everybody said he would have been the Colorado state record with a bow. He was huge. Biggest 400 player. plus? He was huge. Absolutely. How big amazing. was that one Chris killed uh, a couple of years ago? Was it Arizona or what? I don't remember the it was score. Something he was stupid. Yeah, stupid big. Like 427 or something like that. Me and Cody were talking about the other day. Um, Gets me fired up for elk season. I'm uh got to get I got to get to shoot the bow. I've been staying in good shape, and uh, it's it's funny, you know the the guys listening from like if you've never elk hunted, Dean knows this. It's like you think, oh, I'm in shape, I can do this, and you get out there, and it's not that you're not in shape, but you go to packing tents around and stuff like that, and you're not packing your luggage around. You can't I can't breathe. It's just no air, right. and it takes two or three days. Because I remember when the last the uh, me. Luke and Bear Cub went, and I remember thinking, oh, I'm in way better shape than these two. And it didn't matter because when you go up that mountain, you can't breathe. Oh, yeah. And back when we first started, back when those hunts were going on, we were carrying those big cameras. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how – well, I was a lot younger then, but it was still tough. 
Well, um, man, I'm excited for you with the uh, real estate license. We're going to have some fun with this thing. It's a, it's a great job, very rewarding, um, and it's going to be fun. You're with a good company because if I could – I tell everybody, if I, could, if I thought I could do a better job for my clients anywhere else, that's where I'd work. And, uh, and I feel like you're in a great spot, man, and I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have you on again, hopefully after you or Dylan kill that – 150 or 160 in september we may get you to come tell us a story about it That'll you know work. dylan you need to let your old daddy you know you need to let him kill a big bucket he didn't let me shoot anything in a while the last one i shot i felt so guilty because he didn't get to shoot him i just quit shooting well him. you know he's a grown man now got a family exactly. he, 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 he may have to let you shoot one that's huh? it maybe he can can go and find a big cull and let daddy shoot the big bucks that's it he should all the ones i've let him shoot that's right that's right well man well thank you for having on southern ag credit uh thank y'all for always sponsors taking good care of our clients we are we got a lot going on in real estate business right now we got 13 pending we closed one today and uh we are it is rocking and rolling and if you hear someone say man the real estate market's about to release it's about to crash it's about to crash I don't have a crystal ball, but if you look at facts and don't look at don't look at emotions or anything like that, all everything is pointing to real estate staying strong. The interest rate, yes, they have gone up. They are still at historic lows. Uh, they're you know they're still very low. Southern Ag Credit's got some good rates, um, and we're still selling land left left or right. And no matter what anybody says about land, guess what's going to happen next year. It's going to be worth more than it is today because it always has. That is since uh, since Cain and Abel, Adam, you name it, since that time, land's been going up in value, and we don't see it stopping any anytime soon. Y'all have a blessed day. we got to get some work done. Hit that blue button, cameraman Caleb. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunt and Land Man podcast. If you will, take a moment. Give us a five-star written view, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them.